Hey there and welcome. Are you ready to put your digital marketing on steroids? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. Digital marketing runs through our veins. So listen up to get some seriously impressive ideas for your business. Let's do this. Okay, welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer. My name is Russ McCumber. I'm a digital strategist here at Impressive in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Today with me, I've got Cass, Cass Spencer. Welcome, Cass. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So what do you do at Impressive? You were on, you're actually a veteran to this now, aren't you? Because you were on a couple of episodes ago. Uh this is my second one, yes. Yep, yep. Uh, so I'm a content marketing specialist for Impressive. What does that mean? So I write all the words on our website, on our clients' blogs, things like that, you know, just to do a bit of SEO, just come up with some great topics for clients and yep. yeah. Cool. So what's your background? Is it in uh, is it marketing or journalism or how would you get into that? Writing was yes. first and foremost the yep. main thing that I wanted to do. Uh, yep. And yeah, I was a marketing coordinator for a while before Impressive. Yep. Um, worked with a few different businesses, um, but mostly, yeah, I've always come back to writing and that's been my main focus. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. All right. Well, today's podcast is actually off the back of, I did a LinkedIn post a couple of, well, I think it was last week, week before, and uh, I was just reading up a bit. We have clients all the time asking us about, you know, different types of marketing and, and as, a, as a marketer, as a strategist, quite often I, I get caught up in buzzwords and I, and I try not to, I try to keep the jargon out, but you know, multi-channel, omni-channel, these are types of terms which um, get thrown around a bit and can be quite scary for people who aren't in this space. And uh, I found this really cool piece by Amasis, who will actually pop a link in the liner notes for this episode, which basically sort of outlined, you know, what omni-channel marketing is and, you know, how it differs from multi, multi-channel marketing. Cash, you jumped on that thread and had some really good insights. So I thought it would be a really cool opportunity for us to just bring that LinkedIn yeah. conversation into a podcast. Yeah, I remember the post. Um, I remember reading your little commentary on it and yep. uh, immediately thinking uh, it was really interesting. Yeah, I had to read the article first, obviously, before I made my comment because I didn't yep. want to be one of those people that made a comment <laughs> and didn't actually know what I was talking about. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, and um, yeah, it was really interesting. So I, I yeah, I guess should I tell yeah, them what I it. wrote? Yeah, so yep. I made a comment that I think omnichannel to take the the buzzword out of it, you need to kind of put it in the perspective of your own self. So, you know, if you're talking to people on LinkedIn or if you're talking to them on Facebook or face-to-face or even over the phone, uh, they're always going to get the same person. They're always yep. going to be able to pick up the conversation where they left off. Yep. Um, they know what to expect from you. Yep. And so you to you as a business, you want to be able to create that environment for your customers as well they you want to create a human connection they want to be able to feel like they're being listened to no matter where they are and I guess the thing is there so if you if we sort of look at those two terms so multi-channel marketing is you as a brand going okay cool my customers are out there I need to try google ads radio seo um social instagram etc to get to my customers that's multi-channel and you might do that yourself within your own business you might have a few people within your business doing that you might have to be frank, you might have one agency doing one thing, one agency doing another thing, another agency doing another thing, which can make it really hard for those messages to be in the same tone, for there be, to be consistency with the timing of what's said when. And you made a really good point there around, you know, people people basically expecting more from brands. 
these yeah, days. You know, definitely. we expect them to be more like humans. Yes. Yeah, 100%. That's, uh, that's yeah, the main point that I was making. Like, it's all well and good to be on all of these different channels, but if they're really siloed and there's no interlinking between them in terms of the messages, that's when it can it, it can be really jarring for your customers. So, yeah, the omni-channel, I guess, is the different, the, the step up from multi-channel, so to speak. Uh, and Masters has a really good definition for it, which I'll just... We will point to this article in the uh, notes, but again, so omnichannel refers to the multi-channel sales approach. So it is a type of multi-channel, but it's basically about providing the customer with an integrated shopping experience. So the customer can be shopping online, they can be going from desktop to mobile via phone, um, and then if they head into a bricks and mortar store, which Cass, you've written a bit about as well, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. um, the experience just feels seamless. And if we come back to that, you know, brands being more like humans, the kind of natural extension of what you're talking about with the same tone with that same human is that, you know, let's say, let's say we call each other, right? And I, I give you a phone call at 9am today and we start talking about something. And then at midday today, I shoot you a Facebook message. I don't have to, you know, you don't want me going back to the very start of that conversation there. You want me to pick it up from where we left off. Yeah. Later in the day, we email each other. Again, it needs to be a continuation of where that conversation was at. I mean, so to speak, that's exactly how we organize this podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So by understanding where you are in that conversation, and when we're talking about a conversation for e-commerce brands, what, you know, you're talking about a buyer's journey. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is that you, you need to know where they are in the buyer's journey. And by having an omni-channel approach, it's more integrated so that you're actually picking it up where you left off. Definitely, which is more likely to lead to actual sales and conversions for you as well. So Exactly, exactly. Cool. So um, just to quickly paraphrase what we've said so multi-channel marketing is basically like a silo approach you've got one silo working on one channel one silo working on another channel you hope that they're talking in similar tone you hope that the messaging is consistent but you know there's no way to guarantee it with omni-channel you've really got the customer at the center and it's much more aligned much more integrated as an approach yeah um so i guess we could talk about a few different examples that we've got should we start with multi-channel strategies that could be better executed? Yeah, spot on. Let's start there because I think, I mean, you've got some specific ones you want to share with us. Go for it. Yeah, I've, I've got a few examples. Uh, so I, as I mentioned before, I was a marketing coordinator, but even before that, I used to work in telecommunications so yep. a while yep. ago now. Uh, and yeah, I, I did notice back in back in that time when I worked for Optus, you know, they were they were pioneers when it came to moving into digital um, yep. for their for the their industry. So they started bringing out social media, uh, live chat, helping customers via email. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they've always had call centers and stores. So you could speak to them wherever you wanted to, but they've kind of stopped at that point. And yep. what you'd find is they, you could have a conversation with one consultant on social media, but it won't carry over to when you call on the phone. Mm. Um, I mean, if you really look at it, their call centers are pretty siloed. So it's no surprise that the different marketing channels are yep. as well. Yep. Um, but it goes beyond just the customer service side of it. When you think about um, their social media pages are managed by different business units. Mm. They've got different brand teams versus different customer service teams. Yep. And realistically speaking, your customer service team should be 100% aware of what the brand is doing and vice versa because that's how you create that cohesive human connection with people. Your brand is reflecting what the customer wants and vice versa. Yep. Yeah, so I think they they started off really well. They've slowed down. Obviously, they're huge juggernaut companies, so 
it takes a while for those companies sometimes to catch up. But yeah, yep. one thing they could really focus on doing is just uh, making sure that those two, those different business units are talking together mm. um, and the, co- the conversations are transferring across wherever you are. Yeah. And I think when you sort of scale that back to smaller businesses, I guess the important thing is, yes, as you get bigger and you want to increase your sales, you go, cool, well, you know, Google Ads is working really, really well for us. So let's try Facebook, Instagram, somewhere else. But it's about constructing those new campaigns and those new messages in alignment with mm-hmm. what you're doing currently. Ideally, having if you could have the same team working on that, that's going to be the easiest way for that for that to happen. So there is that alignment. Um, and I guess that's a big challenge for lots of small businesses is having that sort of consistent messaging. What I thought was really cool if we sort of loop back to big businesses again and, and that real sort of seeing the brand as a human, that Netflix Australia thing oh. the other week was really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, in Melbourne, we've had some warm weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that for was... our, yeah, for our listeners that are not here, if you're listening from, from anywhere else in the world, basically it was scorching hot. Like we had like 40 degree Celsius plus days back to back. And uh, whoever was running the Netflix channel basically just wrote F yep. expletive. It's hot. <laughs> That was it. And it just blew up. And, the, you know, the, the engagement on that, on that post was huge. Um, it's basically been made as like a case study for how you can properly reflect your brand but also just be able to connect with who your customers are because that, you could think they might be pretty risky to come mm, out like definitely. that. Definitely. And for some, yeah, for some, it, it speaks to Netflix's um, own personality in that one as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's not going to necessarily work for every brand, but you Spot just got to think about what's going to work for your brand and make sure it's cohesive across every different channel that you're marketing on. Exactly. So when you're thinking about that from say Netflix, from an omni-channel perspective, yes, it was cool. Yes, it was different that they said that, but it, it didn't sort of strike you as, oh my God, I can't believe they said that because if you're, they've got a cheeky sort of brand, you mm, know, if you're definitely. across, uh, if you're looking through, you know, any of their different sorts of marketing, they've always had that kind of cheeky language. So it was, it was kind of consistent there. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. So we've talked about some multi-channel approaches, um, you know, in the past, which could have been executed better with an omni type approach. What about some examples of, of some killer omni-channel approaches? Who, who, who do you think out there, Cass, is doing some cool things? Uh, well, I promise I'm not just trying to get free lunches, but yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> one of my favourites is actually U-Foods. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, they, um, they're, I would say, relatively new companies still, yep. um, but they've grown really, really fast. Where are they based? I think in Brisbane. Okay, cool. Potentially, I know they've got. A, I'm pretty sure they've got a call center up there. Excellent. So. We'll make sure we tag them in and get that free stuff. Yeah. Free lunches, impressive in Richmond, in <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, yep. definitely. So yeah, so what I found with them when I uh, started, I I started using them just through word of mouth. A friend of mine suggested them. Jumped on their website, started looking through all of the lunch menu, lunch options they had, dinner options, things like that. Had a look again on my mobile. Exactly the same layout, structure, really easy to use. Found out they had an app, once again, very, very simple. You've got a login system that integrates with Facebook. So straight away takes that e-commerce side of it out that's sometimes a bit frustrating when you have to sign up for an account. Mm -hmm. Which then obviously fed information to Facebook. So they've learned that every Thursday is the day that I tend to order my food and they yep. send and it seems that I get ads on that day I don't know if that's on purpose but yep. and it's always the different meals that I tend to like so that works out really well for me but then there are the rare times that things go wrong obviously like a company growing so quickly 
there are, you know, there's been a few mistakes with my meals, things like that that do crop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where they get even better because I've emailed them, I've called them, I've sent them Facebook messages and I always get the same level of customer service every single time. They know who I am. They know what's happened in the past. Very cool. I started with calling just because that's what I'm used to, but now I find that Facebook message is just easier for me. So yeah. I haven't had a single issue and they follow up with an email or sometimes, or they follow up directly with Facebook message, whatever they think is more important for the the type of issue that I'm having. So yeah, it's just a quick and easy resolution and I feel like I'm speaking to a human. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. And at the center of that, I guess all of it comes back to they're they're really conscious of of the customer. You know what I mean? Like whether you're coming across any number of different channels, them recording where you are in that conversation and making sure they pick it up at that same place just makes for a much more natural customer experience. Definitely. And we've all had those, I mean, you, you make a call to you know, a big telecommunications provider, a lot of these big businesses, especially if you're making a complaint where, you know, you, you speak to someone and then they put you through to someone else and you have to start from the start. And they put you through to someone else and all of a sudden you have to explain again for the third or fourth time. So Yeah, um, it gets frustrating. It does, it does. <laughs> it's 2019. Surely there's technology out there that can just keep that conversation moving forward, which, you know, brands like you Foods are, are leveraging really, really well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's obviously going to be a lot easier when you are starting out and you've got the opportunity to build something from the ground up. So small businesses are, they do have that opportunity right now where they're not suddenly having to change this massive system that's already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they're right there now where they can go, yep, cool, we're switching and we're doing this. Yep. And now is the time to do that, definitely. Totally. Another brand um, that I think does Omnichannel really, really well, and this is just sort of, I spend a lot of time uh, engaging with this brand but MBA like I've got the MBA app on my phone I watch way too much MBA I consume a huge amount of MBA content and you know subscribing to their to their YouTube channel uh, the way their app really integrates and knows where I'm at knows uh, you know different players or teams that I might that I like I get to serve products that are specific to my likes that's which great. I quite <laughs> like because because I'm kind of obsessed with it but uh, I think that's you know an example they're a big brand that have done a really good job of owning the media that they that they um, disseminate out globally through their league pass, um, but also the different products that they sell as well, um, and across different channels, they just do a great job of of really getting the hook into obsessed fanatics like myself. There'd be so many opportunities with them as well because you've got obviously going to games, live streaming, and yeah. not to mention merchandise and all sorts. Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Cool. And one other example, which I did touch on at the start of the episode, we've been talking lots about how, you know, across digital channels, this omni-channel approach can just lead to a much more seamless experience. But like where there's really big opportunities is for bricks and mortar stores as well to be able to be quite consistent across those. Now, Cass, you um, you, you actually wrote a piece on this. Yeah, I, I wrote an, a, a blog for Impressive uh, about fantastic furniture and how their Google Shopping marketing strategy can has led to more uh, foot traffic for their bricks and mortar stores. So they obviously touch on omni-channel. They, I wouldn't say they necessarily have a completely seamless system across all channels yet, but they're one of the first fi- uh, furniture stores in the country to start integrating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically you can go on to Google, type in that you're looking for a couch, fantastic furniture, ad may come up in your Google Shopping. It gives you all the information that you need, takes you to their website where you can either purchase it online or click and collect and go into the store. And that's what I found the most interesting part because their click and collect is within 60 minutes, which is market leading in Australia. Cool. That's yeah. very cool. 
and then once you're in the store, chances are you're probably going to buy a few other things totally. while you're in there. So yeah, yeah, it just makes that a lot easier. Plus, if there's anything that you see in the store that's not there, all yep. the um all the customer service representatives are able to look it up online for you as well. So I think yep. that's the next step that we're leading to. You know, you'll see a lot more um customer service employees walking around stores with iPads trying to help you out. I mean, it's already happening in places like. Uh, JB Hi-Fi and Meyer and things like that these days. That's that seamless experience moving from digital to in-person, these, these stores. That's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up just to just to reconfirm. So we've been talking about omni-channel marketing, which is, you know, referring to the a multi-channel approach, but it's more about providing the customer with an integrated shopping experience. It can be just digital, just online. It can be integrated with your physical storefronts as well. One thing we, we sort of didn't touch on too much, but it also really sort of comes into play because what you've got is people looking at three, four devices in a day, you know, so whether they're on their phone, their tablet, their, their laptop. So it's really important that you're quite consistent across those. In the liner notes for the show, we will have some links to some, some cool articles on this. So we'll obviously have that blog that you wrote, Cass. Um, we'll put the Amasis article and a couple of others. There's a really cool one from HubSpot as well. Cool. Thanks Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Cass, for, for, no worries. Thank for you. popping in. Any questions? on this or any um, podcast topic ideas, just feel free to email info at impressive.com.au. More importantly though, if you've, if you've enjoyed this, jump on, give us a five-star review. So you can, um, you know, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, we're actually on Mixcloud now. So on any of those channels where you get a chance to write some nice stuff, please give us five stars, let us spread the word, get this digital marketing vibe out to uh, lots of other businesses. But um, Thanks so much. That's the Impressive Digital Marketer. Thank you.